Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why does my partner's mood influence my mood so much? When they're in a bad mood, they're not loud about it. They don't slam things or shout. They just get very broody and the vibe is palpable. Sometimes I take it personally without knowing what's even bugging them, but more often it's just that the energy in the room is enough to shift my own. What's up with that? There's so much up with that. (laughs) There's so much. Should we talk about emotional contagion? Let's do that. Yeah. I want to say one thing first, because it'll lead into that. That, because I think this is what you're going to say, and I'm not totally familiar with that term, but I love how the person who wrote it, the um, listener mentioned some, even when I don't take it personally, because like, those are two different topics. Like there are those times I take it personally. And then there's the times that I don't. And I do have a lot of compassion for that. Even when I don't take it personally, it's still there in the room and like mm-hmm. still hard to deal with. Cause mm-hmm. I go through that. Like, even if I'm not personalizing what he's mad about, I still don't like to be around him when he's that mad. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the mm-hmm. person's saying. So I just wanted yeah. to point yeah. out that those were two different things. Yeah. Yeah. I I like to think about emotional contagion like, uh, well, before even getting to like the real root of emotional contagion, have you ever gone like shown up at like a dinner party or something or gone somewhere where there's other people? That's the the main piece Mm -hmm. here is that there's other people. And maybe you show up somewhere and the other people are in a bad mood or they just had a fight or something like that. And you walk in the door and you're like, oh, that feels awkward. That doesn't feel so good. Mm-hmm. It's like you're reading the vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. um, that that is part of what kind of we're talking about here. It's that's mm. part of the ecosystem. It's part of like we we don't just affect ourselves with, with our feelings, our emotions, our, our moods. We kind of have this capacity to put out a stink. And it's uh, mm-hmm. people without us saying anything about it, people can pick up on that. It can pollute the air around us. It can, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, you might fart in a car and not make any noise, but people still smell it. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you made a fart reference. <laughs> just not totally when we're talking about put that stink, you know, it's like. Of course. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, our systems are really built to be sensitive to this and to read Mm -hmm. rooms and to catch what subtle cues about what people are feeling and thinking. How exactly do we do that? Well, there's a that's a wiggy (laughs) area of science and definitely not specific enough for me to be willing to say definitely this or definitely that. But. I do want us to think about this one piece is you have something called a salience neural network. And what that does, think of it, and this is a metaphor, you do not actually have a net in your brain. Please don't tell anyone I I told you you have a net in your brain. You don't. It's a metaphor. But the salience neural network has many layers. And think of each one as like a net that's going to catch some of the info coming from the bottom of the brain and not let it all through. And then more and more of it gets to come through. And what gets to come through is a complicated thing. But the difference between the bottom of the brain and the top of the brain is the bottom of the brain is taking in about 60 million bits of information per second. Oh, my God. Say that again. 60 million bits. 60 million bits of information per second. And the top part of your brain is receiving 30 to 60 of those bits. Hold on. That's how much is caught in the net. 60 million. To 30 to 60. To 30 to 60. Okay. Holy moly. So because your front brain is so slow, Mm -hmm. you can't actually process the, and when I say front brain, uh, what I'm talking about is the part of your brain that's kind of right behind your forehead. Mm -hmm. So think third eye position or like that spot, like right above the eyebrows all that prefrontal cortex, it operates way too slowly and way too nuanced to be able to process that amount of information. So it needs a lot less, significantly less. So 30 to 60, somewhere in there, bits per second is being processed up here. That's pretty significant. Um, I I have a question. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big difference. This may be too in the weeds, but like I'm kind of lost on this 60 million. So if Uh I describe to you, well, you guys can see it, but like, Part of that 60 million, would that be the binders behind me and the frames? Totally. Okay. So it's literally everything. Absolutely. Okay. It's okay. literally Thank everything, you. but it's also the way the room smells, the right. sound behind right. me, it's plus everything. your voice, plus yeah. the wind moving outside my window, plus Rebecca just sprayed something. <laughs> and I can even imagine that um, I can smell the spray, even though I don't smell the spray because she stays away from me right now. And 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 I can tell what's behind me, yeah. my spidey senses out of my skin. So here's the thing. When people say they're reading vibes in the room, when people say I'm trusting my intuition, I think part of what's going on is you are getting a sense about things from this amazing processing speed at the bottom of your brain, but it's not coming up in a way you can put your finger on necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so- <sighs> You get a sense of a thing or a vibe of a thing. You are actually picking up that information. Don't think your brain is not picking up the information. You are. It's just not in a way that can be processed by the conscious mind. And so you're going to catch it more as like a vibe or an energy or like a in- intuition. Like so, sometimes if I'm sitting with a client, I'll have something niggle in the back of my brain where I they somewhere in the back of my brain, it says, ask them this question. Feels totally irrelevant to me. I'll ignore it. But if it does it 10 to 20 times, I'll go ahead and ask. 
I'll go ahead and ask it because there was something my intuitive mind is catching in the space. Mm -hmm. And by the time it's done it that many times, I'm guessing it's probably not, I'm about to use a psychobabble word, my own countertransference. That just means pieces of my own history got stirred by my client um, or feelings I was having about my day got stirred by my client. So I, I want to ignore that part, mm -hmm. but if my if my brain is catching something that could potentially be relevant, what how my mind works in the therapy chair is my mind will keep kicking up the same question again and again and again and again. And then I ask it. Most of the time it lands really well or it was a really important way to go for some reason. Mm -hmm. How many nets are there? Oh, well, the salience network is considered one network, but there's lots and lots of layers. Um, and we don't know exactly how many, okay. but it's. Well, I don't know if there were like five or 10,000. No, or think, think. It's, no, it's not. It's not like a net in that way. Okay. It's really <laughs> the not. Net is really okay. a metaphor. Yes, <laughs> the net is really a metaphor. The salience neural network is supposed to catch the information that's irrelevant and filter it out. And it does so at multiple layers. The medulla oblongata has some, the midbrain has some, the thalamus has some. There's lots of different layers of the brain that have okay. part of this. In That's it. what I meant. And there's tons, 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 but not millions. Okay. Um, tons, but not millions. So, um, and I, I would need to study it way more than I have to get all the really intense data on it. But, but the... Um, the basic sense of it is that its job is to filter out stuff that's irrelevant to you. And that's super important because there's actually way too much going on <laughs> for you to be able to process it all. So I, one of the things that's happening, I think, in emotional contagion is we're getting that sense of something. And that's actually really important because you know what? If I walked into a room and everybody was about to attack me. You want to know I should it. sure know that. Yeah. I want to know it. So thank God we can actually read other people's feelings or catch other people's feelings. I, the I'm, other piece that I'm just I, having yeah, a, a moment where yeah. I just remembered, um, trigger warning, uh, for listeners. Mm. I'm, I'm going to make a reference to nine 11. Um, mm. But I'm just remembering I was, I happened to be around Washington Square Park and I was walking mm. down the street the morning of 9-11 and I had no idea what was going on yet. And I picked mm -hmm. up the energy of the people on the street. Mm -hmm. And there was something about that moment, the first second that I just kind of noticed people different. Mm. That clued me in to pay attention to something different. That was a moment mm -hmm. of emotional contagion. That first moment where I picked up the mm -hmm. people around me. Mm -hmm. That something was off. That something mm -hmm. was off. Yeah. And see, uh, that network is supposed to be doing stuff like that mm -hmm. so that you pay attention and keep your body safe. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so, and by the way, different nervous systems do that with more or less um, nuance. Sensory information, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So some of our nervous systems, sometimes you're born with a nervous system that's scared to take a ton of that information and filter less out. 
And sometimes we're born with a nervous system that's actually more like a really calm temperament that probably does not have as much awareness or isn't as sensitive about taking in that energy. Mm. That's right. So like right now, is it okay if I out you? What I'm guessing, I don't know because I've never like tested your DNA and stuff, but like Rebecca, I think you have a more sensitive temperament and Vicky, you have a more calm temperament. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which makes complete sense for my history. Totally. I'm not going to talk about Vicky's, but my mm-hmm. history, that makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's, thank you for bringing up history because Jules, I found myself wondering how much of this is how we're born and how much of this is what we're reacting to throughout childhood. Well, and some Good of it is luck also- un- untangling yeah. that, baby. And, okay, and but I, so I, that's exactly what I was yeah. wondering. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah. epigenetics is probably a big piece of this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the, sure. the, the, the cellular changes that happen that we pass down from generation to generation mm-hmm. and that uh, help our nervous systems know what to tune into. Yeah. I think that's a big piece mm-hmm. of things. Um, yeah, for, for sometimes yeah. our grandparents, um, needed to take in a lot more information for sometimes our grandparents mm-hmm. would need to take in less. Well, mm-hmm. that would be genetically passed down through the line as well. That's right. And all, and so, cause DNA is changed by environmental cues, um, mm-hmm. through, uh, epigenetics is a study of that. It's through a protein process. So there's that piece of it. And then there's an intertwining mix that you're naming, Vicki, where, well, what if I was born with a calm temperament, but I grew up in an environment where it was better to read mm-hmm. the room better? Mm-hmm. Would I move my temperament towards the taking in more? Well, yeah, probably. But were you born that way? Maybe not so much. That, so right. yeah, good luck extricating that. Like, I don't even worry about it. I just say both and. Yeah, both yeah. And. That's what I was wondering. Like, I, I, I was... Um, mm-hmm. it had to be, is what I was thinking. I just wanted you mm-hmm. to validate that with your actual book smarts of it. But my mind was like, it has <laughs> yeah. to be not even relate. They have to be intertwined. And you just validated yeah. that. Intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Intertwined. yeah. Inextricably intertwined for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that answers the why this is happening mm-hmm. in part, mm-hmm. in part. It, that answers the why. This right. So why does my partner's mood influence my mood so much? Because we're constantly picking up all the sensory information. We're filtering, mm-hmm. filtering it through uh, the information that's coming into our systems. And mm-hmm. that part of some of that is coming up into our consciousness. And so mm-hmm. that's yeah. partially where your mood is getting affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be filtered each layer. Think of your brain like layered from bottom to top the each layer gets a little bit less yeah. info mm-hmm. you know and i'm also it's thinking, not actually separated they're not actual layers it's a metaphor <laughs> i'm also thinking I'm so about like about the, the electromagnetics of kind of how mm-hmm. humans are wired um mm-hmm. i don't i don't know the exact scientific terms to to use to talk about this but um there's like a range outside of our bodies where like things are palpable mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. oh, what sure. I, I yeah. love uh, my, my kiddos are, are, uh, they ride horses. And when you're around a horse, that 
electromagnetic range around a horse is so much greater. It's like 20 or 40 feet outside of the horse. Whereas with humans, it's maybe mm -hmm. like five feet, right? And so there's mm -hmm. this, um, because their body mass is so much bigger because of the way their hearts are beating, there's this uh, energetic field. And I think mm -hmm. we also have to take that into account. If we're spending time with someone and we're in a room with them, that field is going to have an effect on part of what our nervous systems are picking up on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The other piece, though, is that your partner may be wanting to communicate something to you mm -hmm. and is doing that passive aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether that's just, I want to tell you about my bad mood, but I'm not going to use words, or if it's mm. going, if it's, I want you to know how pissed I am because you pissed me off. Or I'm just having a really yeah, bad day and I wish you would understand and know about that. It might not have anything yeah. to do with you, but I still want you to be in this with right. me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to put that out in mm -hmm. the room in a way yeah. that is understood, but hard to put a finger on about exactly how you're managing it. Mm -hmm. But with we have a culture, I think, that supports passive aggression. And so... If this color lives here, I would not be shocked <laughs> if um, your partner picked up some pretty good skills on how to come to, to putting out a stink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about what to do with that for two reasons? One, this is, let's just mm -hmm. name this. This is our last episode of season three. Mm -hmm. What? Wow. This is our last episode of season three. This is episode 20, 20. of season three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we Thank have you published, all for listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have published more than 60 episodes at this point. Wow. Because we have some of those mini series episodes. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks and, to everybody who's listening. Right? Amazing. Wow. And we have a boot camp coming up again. Another yep. um, essential skills relationship boot camp coming up this October. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to the website. You can find out all the details there. Whydoesmypartner.com slash events. And one of the things that we talk about in that boot camp is how to have these courageous, difficult conversations, mm -hmm. how to talk about things. Mm -hmm. And this feels like one of those moments where when mm -hmm. you're picking up on something, instead of just like letting it influence you, this is the U-turn. Mm -hmm. What about mm -hmm. talking about it? What about saying something like, Hey, what's going on? I'm picking up something mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's part of the boot camp too. We will guide people through a four-step conversation where especially for if this stuff happens a lot, it it's helpful mm -hmm. actually to it's have really a larger conversation where you're going to give feedback to your partner and they can be able to listen to it in a way that, is more compassionate and more interested in making repair. Because there are steps for the listener that. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because emotional contagion is real, I think we've got to have psychological boundaries. We've got to have energetic boundaries. Yeah. And that's part mm -hmm. of the boot camp. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to what to do about this, 
if the if your partner's really putting out a stink, their job is doing a U-turn and really looking at what am I trying to communicate? Can I do it in a different way? If you're on the receiving end, it's really about are you willing to speak up for yourself? How good are your boundaries? Can you not let all of that in? Look, it's going to affect you, but do you have to let all of it in that you're letting in right now? Mm-hmm. Which has everything to do with letting their stuff be their stuff. So and that that's okay. You you can you can have connection and still let their shit be their shit. Mm-hmm. I said a bad word on our podcast. I try not Wait, to. If you know me, you know I have a mouth of a sailor. Shit is a bad word? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's called Thanks the SH word for a reason. I've never heard it referred I've to never like heard that. anyone refer to it that way. Thank you for broadening my world. <laughs> it's called the SH word. I've never heard You're that. You're so funny and I love you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll call it isht, to, you know, but put the I first. But um, <laughs> but I've never, never heard it called the SH word. I wonder if that's a California thing. I should ask my friend. I don't know. Maybe it's a Vicky thing. I don't thing. know. <laughs> it's Maybe not it's a Vicky thing. <laughs> okay, listener poll. Has it. anybody ever heard it called the SH word? Comment, please <laughs> write your question and put a PS if you've if you've heard it because we're in a being right battle here on the podcast in front of your eyes right now. I was gonna say it's not a Vicky thing, it's a 12-year-old girl thing. Like we know that. That is truly true. I love this. Yes. So in this moment, when you're thinking about boundary. Think about boundary for a second for the person who who asked this question. Can you separate yourself from that mood and know that that has nothing to do with you and the way your partner is choosing to express it has nothing to do with you? And because of that, you're going to let that stay over there in their space and not let it in. Can you do that? What I do in those moments is, so my Mm -hmm. image of a boundary is a white picket fence around me. Mm -hmm. And not only do I picture it, but I then think, not my journey, his journey, not mine, his journey, not mine. I don't have to absorb this. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I do that, if I do that with the image, it it, it works. And I will say, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's better than me. I think part of why it works is because it shifts my focus. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. But I just become more works. focused on that white picket fence instead. Yeah. Um, but it does and, help. It helps. And what's what's happening in your brain is not just that distraction, actually. What's happening in your brain is you're kicking your mentalization neural network on. And that neural network can separate who's me and who's not me. It can tell the difference between faces. And okay. you kick on that neural network and you put that image with that neural network. And what's going to happen is you're going to know the image actually is attached now to the knowing of what's mine and what's not mine and allows that to be separated from me. So there's, there's actually, mm-hmm. it's not just distraction. There's actually something else going on there. But we work with that in the boot camp so that you can, yes. I think with the better boundaries, See, once I've separated it, then if it's an issue, if it's an issue for me, then I can circle back to my partner and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something that's been a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. Let me know when you have time. 
Not today, no problem, because I'm not an agenda. Woohoo! Tell me when, if it's been a week, I'll bring it up again. Mm, that's a good way to go. do it. And then I'm going to stay committed to bringing this up because I really want to be with you. But being with you and saying yes to sitting in this energy is not okay with me. So I'm going to keep working at it. And if it gets so big that like, no, this is really affecting me. And I see that you don't want to have this conversation, but I really need to. Then I might assert that in a different way. Like now Mm -hmm. it's no longer just about you. It's about me. It's about us. And so I'm mm-hmm. going to bring that up in a different way and let you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> that um, I need to have this conversation. This is about me. And I'm asking mm-hmm. you to meet mm-hmm. me here, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that is hurting us. And this is why, this is what I need you to pay attention to, right? So I might mm-hmm. be talking about your mood, but I might be talking about how your mood is affecting me or how your f- mood is affecting us. Mm-hmm. because I want yeah. to make some kind of movement happen. And perhaps I've been bringing it up for maybe even months, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. movement hasn't happened. So now I'm taking, I'm escalating it to another level and I'm mm-hmm. asserting it with this, like I, I need to get us some help here. I need to, mm-hmm. there's another layer there. Yeah. 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 And bring your partner to boot camp. It's uh-huh. a great way to make that U-turn together. Mm-hmm. We would love. Work the boundaries and the spewing of the energy at the same time. All of it. We'd love to see you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listeners, I just want to really thank you for listening. Thanks Mm -hmm. for being with us. Mm -hmm. Three seasons. (sighs) Keep sending us your questions for season four. Yes, please. Yep. Yep, we're collecting them already. And we have a mini series coming in between seasons. Oh, yeah. We're going to have another mini series coming. About worthlessness and belonging. Yeah. And Thank how you. they function in relationships. Yeah. All about worthlessness and belonging. Yeah. 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 So stay tuned for so that we'll too. Be, we'll, be, we'll be talking all about gaining more self-worth and feeling like you belong more. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's about it for today. Take care, y'all. Stay connected and protected. Bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay and Akilah Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. 
If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.